Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest, you guys. Uh, who knows what the sound is like on this because my kitchen is all tore up and I just sort of jerry-rigged something. So it's a great episode. This is the Dork Forest and let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio to the best of his ability, uh, with what he has been given. And Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sings it with his wife, Sarah. He will sing again at the end his words to the Mexican hat dance. And Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com. There are several websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. The program itself is available on iTunes and Stitcher. And it's under the umbrella of allthingscomedy.com. So if you're ever looking for more pods, go over there. It's Al Madrigal and Bill Burr and Aaron Foley and Tom Papa, a bunch of great pods over there. So let's see. It is uh, January still and uh, of 2017, and I've done the credits. Uh, at the website, JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, you, there's an opportunity to donate to the show. If you like the show, feel free to throw some cash towards me. Um, there is an Amazon banner, uh, a link. It's essentially just a portal to Amazon through JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com. It's just a straight-up link over there. And it just brings you to Amazon. You order as normal, and the Dork Forest gets a bit of a kickback. doesn't cost you extra. It's not like the donation button where you are actually donating money. JackieCation.com also has on it the merch page, the store, where you can get T-shirts of the Dork Forest. You can get my stand-up T-shirt, and you can get my stand-up CDs and DVD. Uh, that is all available there. They're all union-made here in the United States, and shipping is included. So other than that, there's my schedules over there. I'm home. I'm in Los Angeles this week, lying down and doing sets at night. And uh, that's what that's going to be like. And who knows what else? is happening. But by God, let's start this week's episode before uh Tim Harmston explodes from dorktasticness. Hey, just Jackie Cation, I'm in my living room with Tim Harmston, friend of the show. Hey, was Jackie. it Packers last time? We did Packers and it because was, it was it Nate was... Nate Craig just did the Packers again. But it was like four years ago you and I did it. Yeah, no, it was five years ago because it was at the Acme twentieth Oh, that's anniversary right. Party. 20th anniversary. I thought you were going to tell me it was five years ago because that was the year that that guy threw the football to that other guy. <laughs> no. no I, <laughs> what I, happened five years ago in Packer? In, well, could you name? We two, won the Super Bowl. 2010? In 2010. Yeah. Oh, so it was a good year. Or 2011 was the actual date of the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a great year. That was our last Super Bowl. So and this could be this could be another one. We could be on the verge of another one. This knock, knock on knock on wood. particle board. Yeah. This is this house is full of particle board, Tim Harmston, and we're under construction. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like so. how you explained how it works because it felt like it was a, a procedure. You're like, okay, here's how it works. Before you'll know it'll be over before you know. It. <laughs> oh, this is the dark forest. Yeah. And then you'll well, walk out with a free T-shirt. And then you'll walk out <laughs> with a sweet, sweet Ranger T-shirt or a Brett. Doctors um, should give T-shirts. Right? Yeah. Oh, I wish they would just be on time. I walked out of the dentist yesterday because I was told I got there 20 minutes early as per usual to everything. And then the, and, and then I was like, Hey, could she see me now? And the woman just snarkily said, 
No, no. It's a, it's a 45 minute session. She's doing one right now. We run on time. And so at 10 after two, I was supposed, I was supposed to be 10 minutes into my 45 minute session. I said, well, I'm leaving. And she was like, well, we're going to have to charge you. And I said, take me to small claims court, do whatever you want. I don't, I'm not going to sit around. I was like, I had so much bullshit to do. Yeah. So I, I'm only home for four days. Yeah. I'm going to spend 45 minutes of it getting my teeth clean. Sure. Yeah. No, not today. It's a great story, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to stop telling it. I'm totally Tim Harmston. It's at Tim Harmston on Twitter and Instagram and then Tim Harmston.com. Yeah. Uh, and you, a stand up comic I'm that I've known comedian. for low these many years yeah. and, uh, you're fucking hilarious. Thank so, you. um, yeah, I'm, here's the good news. We're going to talk. You're uh, from Wisconsin. Yes. Western, far Western Wisconsin. So Western. It's almost Minnesota. It's almost the Twin Cities. So that's why. Your dorkdom today on the Dork Forest with Tim Harmston is Prince. Prince, the yeah. the, the musician. Yeah. Uh, again, little Corvette. That's all I got. Little red Corvette. Is that I think all that's, you have? I think that's all. I saw the movie wow. Purple Rain. Wow. And uh, and Andy has all of the all of the albums. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. He told me this morning, by the way, Andy Ashcraft. Yeah. That he's getting a Bowie Princess Leia. He's getting that Rebel Rebel tattoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's getting it. Does he have any other tattoos? He has two other tattoos. And because I uh, have a joke about me not being tattoo people, I think it has slowed down his tattooing of his own body. <laughs> well, it, it, it is, of course, his body. <laughs> Do whatever you want to it. It's funny that, uh, that, well, well let me, let's set this up. We yeah. ran it. We had a nice breakfast the other day, a, a comedy yeah, breakfast. And, uh, you said, uh, would you like to come on the show? And, 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 and of course I perked up. I was like, yes, of course. You know, I'm here. I want to do everything do I can do. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and you said, well, what are you talking about? And for, you know, for like a minute, my head went through a scan. Like, well, it's football and football. <laughs> and then no, no, Prince, Prince, Prince. That's all I've been thinking about. It's, it's, have you been thinking about Prince a lot since all he died? I've been or? thinking about, um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it is, I know he died. Yeah, yeah, and no. it's surprise. It's it's intre- It's it's a perfect subject for the dork forest because it's it's something that people. Uh, there are many people of all stripes and age ranges that are Prince fanatics, and it's it's an amazing uh, phenomena that his uh, his sort of um, universal popularity kind of um, kind of crescendoed let's say in yeah. the in the purple rain era and then yeah, what he, was that middle 90s early 90s purple rain was in 1984 oh okay interesting, yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah and so his, was it re-released <laughs> why did i see it in 94 well his uh, um his his the height of his popularity was between uh let's say little red corvette which came out in 1982 right and uh, which i remember from church camp Right, Hi guys. Right, yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the anthem of that church camp uh, It was the camp anthem summer. of church camp, a sports weekend. That's what they called it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so his, 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 the height of his popularity was really for only about six years between, between, and then maybe if you count 82 the, to 88? The, the Batman soundtrack, uh, the Tim Burton Batman soundtrack. Right. Oh, wait. Wow. Yeah, and, who, and Sign who of the Times. in the, was that the that Clooney? Was Michael Keaton. Oh, it was Michael Keaton. Kim Basinger and Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Yeah, and. Okay, and, so it was the good one. Yeah, and Prince was on Warner Brothers, uh, at the time, and he, they, 
they were having difficulties in their relationship and and I think this was one way that uh, I'm sure the the real details will never come out but this is one way he sort of assuaged some uh angst between the Oh they were like fine I'll do this Yeah like fine I'll do your Oh you think movie. it was wait it was a, a f- I would have called it a favor the other way, but Prince was such a big deal. Yeah. That they're well, like, no, I'll do you a favor and do your weird well, movie. Well, yeah. I mean, it was like a chess piece move where it's like, all right, fine. I'll do this if you let me out of this obligation oh, okay. or whatever. And so anyway, but it ended up being a spectacular success at the box office and, uh, and a spectacular soundtrack. But, but that was really it. If you think of Prince in terms of, like the, the, the hits, the burning star that he was. Yeah. And then after Purple Rain, um, Purple Rain came out in 84 and people really thought, okay, he's going to follow this up with a crazy effort and it's going to, th- this party's going to keep on rolling. And then yeah. after Purple Rain, Prince just did what he wanted to do from that point on. He, like okay. he, he didn't do anything solely for hits or commercial. Uh, success. He had already kind of experienced that and he, and, and, and thus began, began the journey of, a, of, of, of the people that were huge fans stuck on, but people that just kind of got swept into the mainstream hysteria of Purple Rain. A lot of those people kind of tuned out because his next album sold about, I think it was like five million copies where okay. Purple Rain sold. Um, tens of millions of copies. Okay. And so, um, so I was one of the people that continued on the Prince train. Okay. And, um, and I've gotten, I haven't got, I've never gotten off the Prince train, but he released 39 albums. And okay. so, and many of those were, he would make it really hard to, to get. Like some of them were, uh, web releases. Some of them were, you know, he would <laughs> show up <laughs> to Encore Vox yeah, yeah. in Vietnam or Cambodia or Laos. I forget where it is. And yeah. look inside this one. There will be a, rock. a jade box with a, uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, and, 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 and he would, re- and, and that was one of the beefs with, with Warner Brothers was they were like, Hey, slow down. You're releasing music too fast. Why don't you take, uh, take your time and crank out some hits? And Prince was like, no, I just want to keep pumping out music. This is what I do. I'm, a, I'm a music machine. Oh, really? Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Well, the it, idea that he was just like, I want, I want there to be plenty of content for people to consume and I want to move on to other things if I want. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and historically we'll look back and, uh, and he will be, he will be known as the, the great artist that he was, but he'll also be known, I think, as one of the pioneers of content, um, content, um, uh, expedition. Like he would pump out, um, he would pump out more content than anybody thought possible. And then when the internet came around, he was the first artist to release an entire album online. And he, he won. Oh, really? <laughs> he Which won one a- was that? Um, it was, uh, which one was that? It was, I printed out a disc. Yeah, that was, so um, reference it easier. It was, which would one it have been 90? It? it was 98 and it was, it was 98. Yeah, it was 98. It was crystal ball. Okay. Yeah, crystal ball and crystal ball, uh, came out and he, you could buy it on his website and that was the first time. And so he won, you know what the Webby Awards are? Yeah. yeah he won a, a, like, it was like a lifetime achievement for the Webby Awards because he was the first person to distribute his own content and circumvent the, the, the you know, the, the album or the record label process. Right, right. And, uh, <clears throat> so that's, that's kind of a, an interest, that will be a more interesting historical footnote, I think, years from now. Now nobody really cares. But, and, and people- No, I thought, I think that's kind of, <clears throat> I mean, the, the thing is, is it's, 
it's, it's the art that was important to him, obviously. And once you have made enough money that the passive income of, yeah. of royalties pays your bills. Yeah. You can genuinely without any, and you know, you, he could, he could have felt obligated to the fans. Yes. To crank out more hits. Yes. To do, to play like Billy Joel playing the piano forever, then going, I can't play the piano anymore. I gotta go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I gotta. Right. right. It's, uh, right. But he, so Prince just, he was like, I'm going to do content, which will, uh, people will like it if, if they like it yeah. and it'll sell if it sells. But yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, as you know, and I'm a, I'm a, it's interesting that he just had to create. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, and it was all for the love of music. Like that was his, his heart and soul was just music. And, and some people say that he, he, um, he, he, um, never got, he got married twice. He had two marriages and he got divorced twice oh. and he, he had a child, but it, it passed away shortly after birth. It had no. severe birth defects, but people say that, that he, that music was, was paramount in his life. So he never really had the kind of relationships that some musicians have where you have a family and you have, you know, kids and they go to school and, you know, but right. He's he, not Frank Zappa. Yeah. He doesn't no. have four yeah. kids and a wife yeah. who's irritated with him. Yeah. And uh, he lived in a, he lived in a mysterious, mysterious box, uh, <laughs> <a purple> box <laughs> outside of Minneapolis. Yeah. Outside of Minneapolis. <laughs> and that's, did you uh, ever go? What was the name of the, it's called Paisley park. Oh, that's right. Studios. Yeah. And it, I drove, I drove by it. On and numerous... it sort of, was it a house and a studio? Well, like... the first time I drove by it, I, I was looking for like a purple, um, <laughs> like a purple Taj Mahal or something. <laughs> and it was really just a very nondescript white kind of of warehouse. It looked like any studio that you might see in, you like know, a, like a kennel, like a box. Yeah, yeah like a just a white box and had yeah. a little pyramid shaped, um, pyramid shaped glass, uh, um, what you call it? window at the top, so that that when he was home, a purple light would shoot out sometimes. Oh my god! <laughs> like the Luxor. What <laughs> the fuck? Like the yeah. Pope? Yeah. Or the or the Queen? Yeah. Apparently, she... he'd had fun with that when he first moved yeah, in, yeah. and then then I don't think he did that forever. But, I mean, but right. that I was mean, kind of a joke. I'm sure it? his butler was like, "No, I'm going to keep doing <laughs> yeah. it." I want I want Prince to have a yeah. butler. By the way, did he have a butler? Oh Any yeah, idea? yeah. He had a number of people that worked for him or with him, and and he would he fired a lot of people. And um, oh, did he? Yeah, but he was, but uh, you know, and 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 the 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 thing about um <clears throat> his death is that when he, he he was obviously a very private person and mysterious, and when he died, it opened up a floodgate of people with stories, people that were maybe too afraid to to say their stories publicly. Oh. <clears throat> um, and so the internet is just basically flooded since April, just flooded with, with anecdotes Information and stories and, and videos. And, and, and as, as you may or may not know, he, he had a, uh, <laughs> he had a death grip on YouTube content okay. about, about him or, or featuring him or his videos, or, you know, bootlegs, anything he didn't want. Um, he only on, wanted his, he wanted to control, he his. wanted to control every bit of his, his online, um, you know, presence. Okay. And so when he passed away, I don't know who was, if he had a lawyer or somebody, or maybe it was just the sheer flood of videos that came on that would be impossible to litigate or stop or whatever. So it, within, you know, within a few days of his passing, the internet just flooded with, with brand new Prince videos and it became 
like a a golden age a, for Tim Harmstead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my god. Well, yeah, and it was like simultaneously a way to grieve. Uh, his passing was to watch his content and, right. and, and, um, that you, you would always wish that you could see, you know, like that one concert he did in Paris in 1984 yeah. or those, you know, that one bootleg of the first Avenue, um, performance he did in 1983. And, you know, and, and, <clears throat> and so it's become, Almost a nightly ritual for, for me to turn on and just search and see if anything new pops up. And, and every night, it seems like every day. <laughs> Something thing. does? Yeah. Oh my God. It's really great. I mean, and, and it's. So they have him playing with dogs like Hitler. <laughs> You're just like, you thought he was mysterious and hated everyone, but here he is. Yeah. Making an ice cream cone for no, a child. But I did notice, uh, I was just doing some research last night and I did notice that, that later on in his life, he, Prince, um, really got into bicycling. And so oh. he would take um he would take his bicycle around Chanhassen, which is where his home was in, you know, Paisley Park. And, and did he ever go to the dinner theater there? Well I'm sure he owned it under some pseudonym. But no, he, he uh he would take his bicycle out and he would go to he would go to Office Max. He would go to Ace Hardware he would, uh, there was a, like a strip. Like people, people recognize yeah, him. Yeah, and people. Because he is a tiny, beautiful man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a tiny, beautiful man. A completely, uh, you know, recognizable in the, in every sense, because he was like at five feet two and he had a big yeah. purple afro at the end. Uh, not purple afro. He'd have like a purple sweatsuit and, you know, he, and sunglasses and an afro and you'd know exactly who it was. Okay. But, um, but. Was uh, he rocking an afro? In yeah. The end? In the last. It, oh, yeah. Years? Yeah, the last okay. few years, yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, but a lot of the pictures of him on his bicycle are from behind. And I noticed, and, and, and I, I just thought to myself, like, that's, it's sort of like the ultimate Minnesota deference to Prince. Like, like, I'll take a photo of you, but I will wait till you pass. <laughs> you know, like, like and, he's royalty. And I'll try to explain to somebody <laughs> that no, it is Prince. It yeah. is. Does, did anyone care what kind of bike he was riding? Was it, it was, a he had, he had four bicycles. I had he had four. Yeah, two, they did. They did care. Two white cruisers. Yeah. And a black bike, uh, and a more like a black mountain bike. Okay. And, uh, I forget what the other one was. Maybe like a 10 speed. Like and a then, Sears 10 speed. But, and With there the was a rumor floating around, and this, this blew my mind. I mean, honestly, like he, that they found a custom painted BMX bike and several BMX, uh, tapes, like BMX, you know, tr- oh. tr- tapes of like tricks and different yeah. riding in his, in his vault. And if that's true, then we really were, um, soulmates. Cause like that was my whole thing with BMX going. <laughs> like a BMX, like ET bikes? Like the bikes from ET? Yeah. Well, you know, like you the, see at Venice Beach, people doing tricks on their BMX bikes. With the bikes. extra pipe on the side of the, so they can grind yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, they can yeah, do okay. tricks. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. yeah. Cause so. there's, there's skateboarding, there's inline and there's BMX trick bikes. And yeah. so he, freestyle. They, the, the, the rumor is, is that he has, he had one of those. Yeah. And there's tape of him possibly doing tricks Maybe, or trying yeah. to learn. Yeah. All yeah. oh, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was a whole person. <laughs> like biking and Yeah. What uh what other info has come out about well like he, well uh, aside from the big story of his musical vaults, and I don't know, I always wonder if that's like a hard drive or what a musical or you know, tapes maybe. Oh right, because he's got unpublished yeah, and, Con- and like the, a billion hours of unpublished songs yeah, and, and stuff. Estimates are between five hundred and twenty thousand uh, unreleased songs or parts of songs oh or whatever. Yeah. And so he yeah. was, 
He was really prolific in that sense. And, and who will curate? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the thing too is that, that I hope that they appoint a, a special curator to that, like Quest Love or somebody who really, uh, um, who knows, who knows music or Terry Lewis or Jimmy Jam or, you know, somebody or, who can like a Christopher Tolkien to take over, you know, J.R. Tolkien. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, I mean, this stuff is going to take years to the estate because he didn't have a will. And so, yeah, the, uh, everybody should get a will. Yeah. I don't have one. I, I have no plan. I have no plan. It's all goes to Andy, right. but, uh, but I don't have a plan. Well, that's what Prince said. He goes, he goes, why would I need a will? I'm going to live forever. And that's. Oh no, no, I don't assume I'm going to live forever. I just assume. That's <laughs> well, we a pain all, in the ass. Wills might be obsolete by the time we get done with our next president. Oh my so, God. It's uh, uh sure. I'm going to get a, a water. Um, but, but I, you know, you know, and I, I thought that, um, maybe your listeners would, um, you know, they're all over the world, I'm guessing. So you need, you know, and being a Minneapolis resident, I think I have somewhat of a, you know, an, a unique perspective of, how Prince affected Minnesota and Minneapolis. How did Prince? I mean, I understand that the day he died, there was like people just went out in the streets. Yeah, yeah, and which kind of chokes me up and kind of you know. Yeah, that's, it that's was huge. It was um, down by First Ave, the the music venue. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I was in town. I was. It, um, my wife was performing at Acme. Mary Mac, you and guys. Uh, she was there for. Um, for the Tim Slagle, um, uh, writing exercise thing. Oh, that writing exercise um, thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, whatever that show. Do 20 minutes that you've never done before. Yeah. 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 Crash and burn. And, uh, so she was performing there and, but she stayed in the hotel because they were having like writing sessions, you know, yeah. downtown. So she just stayed in the hotel one night. So she was already downtown and, and I was out thrift shopping as I do. <laughs> <laughs> New show. And next episode. I was in the, I was in the changing room of a Savers thrift store. <laughs> wow. Old school <laughs> Savers. Yeah. yeah. And my phone went off and it was my friend Wilson and he, he said, Hey, I, uh, I've got bad news. Uh, I just heard Prince died. And, uh, so I was in the thing and I, I, I said, no, no, come on. And then he was like, no, it's true. And, and, uh, so I, uh, I left and I was, I just got in my car and I was just, I was really just stunned and, and I just pointed my car towards First Avenue downtown, you know, I yeah. said, I go, I don't know why I have to go down to First Avenue, which is the iconic music venue where they film Purple Rain and if you've ever seen Purple Rain. Right. So, uh, it's kind of like, by the way, I realized I did see an 84. Yeah. Or 82 or Take whatever. Take another watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, but, uh, so I, I went to my, to pick my wife up at the hotel, which was right near First Avenue. Mm-hmm. And we went to, to Whole Foods and got some flowers and we went down to First Avenue and we, 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 uh, people just started to kind of gather. It was like an hour after the announcement. And, wow. and by then there was already a stack of flowers and guitars and people had left personal notes and people were standing around crying and, and po- the police officers were already there and they were just sort of like, like wondering how big this crowd was going to get. And yeah. and then suddenly just people just started walking and, and then that began like a, probably a three or four day period of mourning where there was just everywhere you went, people had their car windows down and they were blasting, uh, the current in 89.3, yeah. the local NPR music station. They were just blasting Prince songs and, 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 and they had, you know, so everywhere you went, people were crying, uh, just walking down the street, you'd see people with their heads down and crying yeah. and, 
And uh, it was really, it was really emotional. And then that night they had an all night dance party that went from I think midnight to six in the morning, and they had you know thousand, maybe twenty thousand people just flooded downtown, and and wow. and musicians flew in from all over the country, and people were were doing covers, and and and, and you know, and that went on for for two nights, right? And just tribute stuff, the and... tribute stuff, and then um, you know, and and uh, it it turned into a really emotional time, and and people, I don't think people realize how close they were to Prince because he stayed in town. Like Bob Dylan, yeah. when he passes away, Minnesota, you know, he's a Minnesota native, but I know when Bob Dylan leaves. What's going to happen? Dinky Town's going to go on fire? I think not. <laughs> he used to play in Dinky Town a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But I just, he left, you know, he went to yeah. New York in the early 60s and, and never really claimed Minnesota. And Prince Prince was uniquely Minnesota in the sense that he he would make references to it in his music and uh, did he? He called himself the Purple Yoda from Minnesota. Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> Where did he grow up? Did he grow up in Minneapolis? He grew up in Minneapolis in several. Um, did he go south? What happened? <clears throat> Where did he? Well, he grew. Up, I just went on a tour. I made my own sort of. Oh, did you in, make a little inform, tour? <laughs> informal uh, Prince uh, grief tour. And, uh, all right. Well, tweet at Tim Harmston <laughs> if you want to. You want to get that Google map? Yeah. You well, should put. You should put together like a Google map. Of well, it. they have. I mean, there are uh, for visitors from out of town that yeah. want to come in and do the whole Prince thing. But but he grew up uh, primarily on the in the North Minneapolis. Okay. Until he was about twelve, and then he had to leave his family's. Home. His his father uh, had some issues, as, yep. as you would see in Purple Rain, the movie. It was very biographical, and, and oh. uh, he um, he so he 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 called up his friend Andre Simone and said, "I'm out of here. I'm leaving." And at uh, the age of twelve, at the age of twelve, and he showed up at the and it was Andre Anderson. So he showed up at the Andersons and and uh, and they took him in, and he uh, lived downstairs. In the basement, and and the where did the, the Andersons live? Uh, they lived about four or five blocks away. Okay, and so he essentially he just left his own house and moved in with his friends and with his their, friends' family. And their family took him in, and, yeah. and she and the, the the parents of his friend uh, could see something special in his musical ability. So they they um, got some instruments and set up some stuff downstairs, and then by the time he was. 16, he was out playing. They had like a rec center, um, where kids would go in the summer to play pool and yeah. ping pong and all that. And, um, he would go and they had some instruments. Somebody donated some instruments. So he would sit there and entertain kids from the neighborhood. And, um, he and could you know, play a million, a lot of yeah, instruments. Yeah. They say right? about 27 instruments. So. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then they do horns and. Like wind instruments? Uh, yeah, or was I'm it sure. Just strings? It was, you know, guitar, piano, drums, certainly any percussion instruments. Right. Um, keyboards, uh, bass, of course, and, you know, and, but by the time he was, um, 19, that's when he got his first opportunity. Right. A, a local producer saw him playing out and, and, negotiated a deal with Warner Brothers. Oh wow. And the, the the idea for the Warner Brothers record was that he would be his own producer. So he's 19 years old without a producer making his first record for Warner Brothers, which is really and amazing. What year is that was his first? That was 1977. Okay. Yeah, and that record's called For You. Okay. And it's 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 the and there are other things that he did where he played with other local bands like 94 East and um what was the other Champagne, I believe was the other band. 
but that stuff is really hard to find, really hard to come by. But, right. but his first like label release was uh, was for you. But uh, but but yeah. So the, you know, going back to the Minnesota thing, like people really lose track. Uh, I mean, I mean, he was easy to. Um, well, when he died, everyone said, I have a story, you know, yeah. I can tell my Prince story. And, you know, Tommy Ryman has a story about how he used to come into Barnes and Noble all the time. Oh, wow. And, uh, Tommy he, Ryman, a friend of the show. Friend of the show. A young comic. Yeah. Uh, worked at Barnes and Noble for probably 12, 15 years. Yeah. And then what do you do? America's Got Talent or? Uh, Last Comic. Last Comic? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. You yeah. can find him. Yeah. But so Tommy would work at, uh, Barnes and Noble and yeah. Prince would come in and ask to see, um, the get they'd get a stool for him to come and he'd step on the stool and then he'd go to the top shelf and look at all the guitar magazines. Oh, okay, and you know, and, and that was that you know that people had he was a he was a superstar, a global superstar. Yeah, that lived in the community and, and went to Ace Hardware and went to Ace Hardware. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 that and I always regret. I have such deep regrets that that I never got to meet him out and about. I saw him several times at concerts. Okay. You know, like he would have his, he would at have other his people's luxury box. Yeah. Other people's yeah. concerts. But, uh, and, and I think the most important story about his being a mini Minnesota resident was that his, he would open his house to, to people and, and, and have concerts. And so if you, and they were open to the public, it wasn't like you had really? to be on some super secret list. They would be, they would ha- make an announcement. Hey, there's a party at Paisley Park uh, yeah. tomorrow night, and and uh, he called them listening parties. And so okay. people, if you knew, you know, I mean, you did have to kind of know. You'd have to be. You have to be in the know, and there were. You'd have to be sort of a Prince nerd, dork, yes, and totally. And hanging out with a lot of music people anyway. Yeah, but it, but, but it, it could be done. It could be done, and and it didn't necessarily mean you were. Uh, on the inside of the music scene or, or the party scene, there was some great stories of like, you know, like the Minnesota twin twins baseball players being at the, the party one time or, or, right. or, uh, you know, newscasters. Like, he would call, he would see someone on the news like mm-hmm. Don Shelby or whatever. And he would, <laughs> he would just call the station and be like, tell Don to come over. I'm having a party tonight. Like <laughs> he was very <laughs> eccentric, but he would have, he would have a party and, and people would come in and they would, there's no alcohol ever or no smoking or whatever, right. but you'd come in at four in the morning and he would set up and just start playing. And Wait, they would start at four in the morning? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason I was never invited when I. <laughs> yeah. But you, so you'd show up at four, then you'd hang out for what, four hours and. Yeah. Just kind of just, jam. just listen to the jam and. Yeah. And sometimes he would make people pancakes and, and, uh. What? Yeah. And how, what, how many people were uh, at this party? Sometimes it was, I mean, however many he wanted, but sometimes it was a full, you know, it was like, like as a full, like as many as 200? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Hundreds maybe. And, okay. But, and, and, and as little as 20. And as little as, yeah, or 20 or whoever, however he, whatever he was trying to do, sometimes he would just play piano. Sometimes he wouldn't play at all. Sometimes he would just put on dance music and people would dance. Oh, okay. And he would DJ his own parties. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I had heard about this when I was in college in the, in the late uh oh god, I hate saying that. In the late 80s. 
Sure. <laughs> the, uh, or... At least you were in college in the early eighties, which was when I was in college. But, uh, but he, uh, yeah, I'd heard someone, a Prince fan and I were talking. He's like, yeah, man, Prince, like, you can go to his house and party. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you just go out there and, and I, and I thought this was a myth, you know, and then I moved to Minneapolis in, in the early 2000s. And, and sure enough, people would I'd be like, what did you do last night? Oh, I went out to Prince's and, and danced all night. That's why I'm so tired or whatever. And, and I, and I, and I was like, I gotta do that. And I never did it. And then about, uh, three months before he died, I put on Twitter, you know, I will buy a steak dinner, uh, to anybody. and pay for your ticket if anyone can bring me with to Paisley Park. I wow. just want to go. And, and cause I had every, cause I started comedy and I was touring and I never could like make plans. Yeah. You know, like I'd never buy concert tickets cause I'd be like, Oh, I'll probably be out in the road or something. Right. So I never did get to go out there. And, um, it was always a real bummer for me. That's big regret, but, but it was just sort of show. It was just sort of, uh, like really, uh, it, that's why I think people were so sad when he died because they did yeah. lose a neighbor and a Were friend. there any like salacious stories that came out? Were like, <laughs> were people, I don't know why that word came up, <laughs> but, but any, any hot orgies or any crazy, you know, like, no. cause he was Jehovah's Witness, I believe, right? In yeah. The end? For, for, in the end, he was a, 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 a J dub. Yep. Um, but he, um, no, and there, there really wasn't. And that's the other thing I was going to talk about is that, uh, <laughs> here's is, the place <laughs> is that he was a real gentleman. Okay. He was mysterious as hell. And, and, and he had, you know, probably a lot of relationships with stars and, and, but no one's ever said a bad word, unlike, you know, and I hate throwing Michael Jackson under the bus, but you know, all the right. salacious and, and kind of bizarre behavior that, that Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, he also exhibited. had a weird house, but, yeah, and, and then Phil he would Specter and, and, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And all, yeah, he, he never got, uh, the Hollywood bizarro, vibe vibe around him it was always maybe because he stayed in minnesota <laughs> yeah he was like you know what i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna go to new york or hollywood or end up in sun city and yeah. uh, and d- decide that i'm gonna only own albino elephants <laughs> or whatever the hell yeah yeah and that's not to say he wasn't uh bizarre i mean if you go on youtube and you look google kevin smith um kevin smith a director yeah yeah and he he has a great prince a lecture that he gave at a, at a college. It's like a four part YouTube series. And Where Kevin Smith speaks to, pr- about Prince? Well, K- Prince called Kevin Smith and said, will you come direct a, um, a movie, a documentary oh. for me? And, yeah. And, and it's truly an amazing story. Um, you've gotta, you've gotta watch it if you like Kevin Smith and, 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 or and Prince. Prince. Um, Together. I won't, I won't reveal the details in case. But do, you... well, cause they made it clearly, right? Or they did something. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, gonna you're not gonna re- do it. Yeah. No, spoiler. Just go to YouTube and, and, and type Kevin in, Smith yeah, Prince. Do yeah, it. Kevin Smith Prince story. And it's a four part story. Yeah. I think it's four okay. parts or two parts or something <laughs> like that. All right. Um, but also the, the, uh, the, um, there, there's some, all the, the stories of his philanthropy are coming out now too, where he gave a lot of money to people anonymously. Sure. But, and I read a story uh, recently where he would, um, he was up late at night at like four in the morning. He would, he would call people four to six in the morning was when you would get a call from Prince <laughs> if you were in a circle. For some reason. Yeah. And he didn't, he never had a cell phone because he never had pockets. Oh. Um, <laughs> 
He would. <laughs> is that why? Yeah, he the, he would go to like Caribou Coffee mm-hmm. in Edina or wherever. Yeah, yeah, and he would he would only he would ask his bodyguard to give him a hundred dollar bill, and then he would give that to the Caribou employee, and then he would just say keep it because he didn't have any pockets for his, for change for change or anything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he he. Uh, he was up one night watching, it, um, I don't know if it was CNN or what the network was, and there was a story about a lady in Massachusetts who wanted to build a homeless shelter, but she was having trouble raising the funds. So right. he, Prince called his assistant and said, hey, um, call CNN, find out who that person is, and I want to give them the money to finish their homeless shelter project. Yeah, or, yeah. or he would give um, – he was really interested in, um, in helping ch- – um, you know, he was really interested in the Black Lives Move, Black right. Lives Matter yeah. uh, movement. Um, as that, you know, that happened right before he died. But he was, you know, active in that, and and he was getting more outspoken politically. Right. And um, I mean, there's just numerous stories of his his charity. That's and, well, yeah. It's um, the Black Lives Matter thing is fascinating because, you know, even if Hillary had won electoral college wise, yeah, we know she won the public. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. almost three million. <laughs> the, uh, but even if she, there, there's so much work to do anyway, just because of the advent of the Apple, yeah. uh, camera that allows me, who has always been a giant pink Okami yeah. and supposedly super supportive to, to know no. Now I know no because somebody, uh, I have, I'm forced every two days. To see a video where uh, somebody murders a black person yeah. and gets away with it, yeah. so I was like, "The black lives." I mean, yeah, yeah there's well, it's an because it, they seem not to matter. That's why the thing was created. <laughs> that's yeah. we that's why the, that's why someone had to say it. Oh, black lives matter because yeah, because it seems like nobody does care. So we thought we'd pipe up and just point it out. Is that all right? Yeah. 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 No. And, and I, so I, that's I, great that Prince started getting more political. Yeah. He's, he, he was supportive of, of that. And, and, um, you know, and, and, uh, he, uh, but, but going back to your point, he never really ever had a bizarro weird incident except, you know, and everyone thought that he lived a very clean lifestyle. And of course he had an addiction to, to, um, painkillers. Okay. Well, wasn't he, so I heard somebody say, well, isn't he always landing on his knees? Yeah. Of course he was in pain. And then once you start, I mean, those, those pills are incredibly addictive, I'm told. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's the, 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 the conclusion was that he had hip trouble because yeah. he jumped off so many pianos and stacks and during his concert. And, and if you watch his, uh, videos, you'll see, uh, him doing the splits and doing yeah, these crazy. ridiculous. It's a lot of physical. Yeah. Super physical. Yeah. And so he had, you know, he was in his late fifties, so he had hip trouble mm-hmm. and, um, presumably he was relying on, um, painkillers for that pain. And, and so I don't, I don't, I did not follow what they decided was that he accidentally overdosed or he purposely overdosed. They don't know. Uh, it seems like it was an accidental overdose. Yeah. Uh, but it was, the, the drug was called fentanyl, which okay. is a uh, pretty dangerous, uh, anti, um, or it's a pretty dangerous, um, painkiller. Right. And the, I don't know if they made a determination if it was an like that maybe his, the pills were in the wrong bottle. Ah. And he might have taken more than he thought he did. Well, but, this, this terrifies me, the idea of ever taking pills. I have a hard enough time taking Advil. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. though I, uh, when I get a cold, I am slightly too excited to take nighttime 
NyQuil. <laughs> I you were going to say Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> I love Alka-Seltzer, the nighttime Alka-Seltzer yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I'm a little too, I have to very much, <laughs> do I need it? Am I having really, having trouble sleeping during the cough or am I just, yeah. oh, who wants to check out? Jaycation, that's who. You know, I had a, <laughs> I had a, this is unrelated, but I had a, I, you know, I live in Minnesota and it rained here in LA I last night and I, Woo-hoo. I, uh, I saw, I walked by a convertible car on the street that was kind of filled with water. Oh, bummer. Yeah. And I had kind of, a, it made me kind of feel good. <laughs> Oh, did, you, did you get yourself a, I don't know why. a little bit of negative, like a uh, little Freud and shit? Yeah, it was Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah, like I looked at it and I was like, ha ha. Yeah. Because, you know, every day we're, we're it's four below. Four below zero. And, and it's freezing and yeah. you have to walk tiny steps. Yeah. Or wipe out and yeah. lose a tooth. Yeah, it made me feel good. So. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, uh, what I'm pretty excited about, um, we had a, I had also unrelated, Pardon me. Sean Crespo was on the program. Oh, yeah. You know Sean. Yeah, yeah. He was a dune dork. Oh. And um and so I texted him last night asking him which dune book was the one where there was plenty of rain. Yeah. Like when when dune turned into a lush paradise. Yeah. And I tried to tweet that and I got a lot of not answers, <laughs> right? From the hive mind did not know cuz everybody's just seen the movie. Right. But Sean Crespo sent me, I'm not even kidding, an 800 word text back. Wow. Just explaining the politics and what happened with the people and yeah. and then briefly what he was doing and how glad he was to have received this question. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how many, are there a series of Dune books? Oh yeah, there's, there's gotta be 10 or 11. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, Frank Herbert, and yeah. then I think his son wrote The Last of Them. And I read, I think I read either the first three or the first five. Yeah. And, um, I did not know this, and the Dune episode of The Dork Forest is an excellent episode, uh, if you ever are interested in Dune. Yeah. But it turns out that the whole series is not a story about, you know, Paul Atreides and him turning into the Messiah. Yeah. It's the story of the Bene Gesserit and the, and the, and the sto- political yeah. empire, yeah, yeah. universal empire politics of this ancient, yeah. uh, religion. Yeah. And so. Wow. I never got that far. I was like, no, he had kids. <laughs> I checked out. Uh, yeah, after he got the minivan, I was out of there. Right. I was like, well, what's the gas mileage? I don't care. I, don't, I can't. <laughs> Isn't Andy a big Dune guy? He likes Dune. I don't know that he's – uh, he's probably not read the same. Yeah. He might have read more. I yeah. mean, it's weird. Sometimes I think that he's going to be a huge dork for something and know more about stuff. Yeah. And he does. But other times, I mean, you can't know everything and yeah. the, and the, the depth of knowledge of, yeah. especially with sort of science fiction and literature itself. Yeah. We're all screwed. Yeah. There's no way to know it all. Yeah. Well, it's like content these days with, with, um, with just, uh, Hulu and Amazon and, and Netflix. And it's like, how, how does anybody absorb all this? Right. Like, how can you keep up? People will drop a reference like, well, remember in Nurse Jackie when that character, I was like, I don't. <laughs> 
I'm seven, I'm seven series behind uh, in yeah. my watching. It took me 15 years to get through the Sopranos. <laughs> and I'm just, uh, just starting the Mad Men and, and, uh, yeah. Sure, I'm, Breaking Bad. Yeah. You're going to keep, <laughs> I watched, I think, the first two seasons of Breaking Bad and I was like, oh, this is never going to get better. I watched the first season and a half of Mad Men and I was like, I don't like any of these people. I love the ad campaigns. Yeah. And then, uh, the Sopranos, I didn't, I never watched the second Godfather. Wow. Cause I saw the first Godfather really and I was like, Oh, this relationship isn't going to work out. <laughs> he doesn't trust her. And at which point, and, and it, the thing is, is part of it is that my brothers love the Godfather yeah. with the power of the sun. And just to be contrary, I'm yes. not going to watch the Godfather. Yes. It's why my brother Russ will not watch Midnight Run. I wow. love Midnight Run. It's a great buddy movie with uh, yeah, De Niro Grod- and Charles Grodin. Grodin. Yeah. It's a great buddy movie. Anyway, uh he's like, <laughs> I'm never watching it because you love it so. That, that's and, such, by the way, for those of you who don't know, that's such a Midwest passive aggressive way. So sibling. Yeah. Full of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You would love Midnight Run. And he's like, you would love The Godfather too. Yeah. Like I'm that'll like, be on your gravestone. Never watched <laughs> Godfather 2. <laughs> I'll show you guys. King of Comedy blows. I'm not doing it. It looks what? terrible. The King of Comedy. It looks super tense. The King of Comedy. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. I've I've seen it. I've and I've seen most of The Godfather. I'm yeah. good. It'll yeah, be yeah. fine. It'll be all right. Yeah. We I never saw the third prequel of the Star Wars movies either. Yeah, don't so. get me going on that. All right, um, but yeah. what about so the music in Batman? What was the hit? Uh, Bat Dance. Bat Dance. Yeah. Well, I have to look that up because I did not know that he did the Batman. Yeah. The Batman, um, what? And my favorite Batman, quite honestly. It had the good yeah. Joker was super creepy. Danny DeVito. Um, oh no, that was the Penguin. The Penguin. But it was Jack Nicholson, wasn't it? Yeah, Jack Nicholson was the Joker. Was Danny DeVito in that one as well as yeah. the, pe- yes, he was. Yeah. I was blown away by Jack Nicholson. I thought that he was so creepy so and great. really nailed it. Yeah. And Michael Keaton was good. Yeah. I like that Michael Keaton stepped away from that role as well. Yeah. Because, uh. Well, I, you know, I have to say, like, I never jumped on board with a lot of the current Batman and Batman versus Superman and all that because, uh, I loved that Batman in 19, I think it was 1980. The 60s? Yeah. Or, no, or the 80s? I love the, the, the TV show with, yeah. you know, um, Adam West and all that stuff. But, but the, um, but the, the, the CGI of the new movies mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know why it doesn't sit that well with me, but I loved the, the Jack Nicholson Batman because it was pre kind of like, I mean, there's still pre effects CGI. in it, but it yeah. was like pre massive CGI. Right. It was, it was mostly just rubber masks and, and, yeah, and yeah. glue. Yeah, exactly. With the glue gun and, and yeah. had some serious work at him. So it's still, it feels contemporary, but it still feels kind of like hokey, like the TV show. In right. Some ways. But, and, and the, and the cartoons are great. I thought the cartoons oh. had, they capture both, I mean, the darkness of the Batman movies, yeah. which I think the, the, the one where Mark Hamill plays the Joker. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the name of the series, but it was a Batman series. Yeah, yeah. And I am genuinely looking for, I don't know why we're talking about Batman now, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, I love, I'm really looking forward to the Lego Batman. Yeah. It's coming out in a couple really? weeks. Yeah. It's it a, looks amazing. Is there a big pre-order on that? Um, oh, it's a movie? It's a movie. Oh, it's not a cartoon. No. Okay. Well, right. it's 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 a cartoon because it's the the Lego. Legos. It's a Lego movie. It's not a live action Lego. Right. 
It's a, no, it's not real Lego characters. It's not being played by Optimus I, Prime as a Lego. Yeah. Well, someday we'll all. Oh, someday we'll meet those guys. Yeah. Well, They're real. Someday we're going to consolidate every single franchise into one franchise. It'll be Disney presents the Star Wars Lego Batman movie. Oh, but just think, uh, the closest I thought that it ever came was that last scene in Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. You ever see Roger With Rabbit? Bob. Yeah, What's Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but in the end, like Mickey Mouse was there and Bugs Bunny yeah. standing right next to Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And I was like, this is what the, this is what peace is. Yeah. This is the real yeah. world. Could use a little bit more of that right where, now. Where, where the Roadrunner can, can, yep. can eat next to the <laughs> Tom and Jerry can Tom have a <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> Finally with that sheepdog. Let's, if I'm ever back on the dark, dark forest, I'd love to get into, to, the uh, Warner Brothers cartoons and the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Sometimes. Okay. Have you done that one yet? I did uh, probably 10 years ago um, with a guy who ends up, he, he writes cartoons now. Okay. And uh, he's, he was a young comic, Marlon, Marlon? That's not his name. Uh. Doesn't matter. Uh, but it's been a decade. So yes, yeah. <laughs> it's available. I was in uh, Columbia College, where film, I went to film school. and the In Chicago. In Chicago. And the one of my first uh, classes that I took was uh, the history of animation. Okay. And it was uh, it was I think it was eight or nine a.m. on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and kids would come in. We'd be in like our pajamas, our hoodies and pajamas, and, yeah. and then we'd just walk over from the dorm in our um, you know and watch cartoons and on Saturday mornings and bring snacks and watch cartoons. And, wow. And you know, and that's every, kind of perfect. It that's was, when that class needs to happen. It was like this is college and it, yeah. was, <laughs> it was That's great. a great college. It's uh It's a great school, yeah. Yeah, they'll let anybody in, but it's really hard to graduate cuz yeah. they're like, "No, it's actually a college. You yeah. have to actually learn things and do your homework." That's so, where Pat Sajak went. Well, <laughs> There's a claim to fame. It's a, my brother Scott has taken a, a, a billion photography classes there. Oh, really? So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's a great school. He loved that. So what, um, but let's, you want, you want to, you want to go Warner Brothers? Or you want a more prints? Uh, more like, prints. What are, you what are your time. favorite apples? What are your Oh, favorite? okay. Well, let's talk about that. Just yeah. if, if you're, uh, if you're. Like if I oh, wanted to start. Yeah. If you want to start, I mean, first of all, uh, go watch Purple Rain again. The movie. It doesn't, hold up in 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 a in a few ways uh it's, it's very 80s like you know all the those 80 like all the music video yeah, kind of music video type way but but you can get a sense for for star power like oh this guy is a is a real this was his thing you know like this right, was, was this entirely was, his vehicle right entirely his vehicle and it's it's very um very, who directed it? uh albert magnoli who okay. i don't know what else he's done other than that but but um but yeah, start with Purple Rain and then, uh, and then work your way into, uh, the, the, in succession, maybe go to a, um, uh, parade and around the world in a day. Around the world in the day was the follow up okay. to Purple Rain. And people say, well, that was their, um, strawberry, their yellow submarine kind of strawberry fields okay. feel like kind of, kind of like a acidy vibe. But, um, and then get to parade with, which was a movie. Or under the, it's the soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon, which is all of his movies after Purple Rain flopped. Incre- Pretty hard. Yeah. Um, really hard. So, <laughs> but, uh, but Parade, I think is, is probably his second best album 
Uh, and then Sign of the Times is kind of considered his opus. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, Sign of the Times, in my opinion, is probably the most, um, I think it's probably the most significant work of his. And it met some commercial success. Um, the title track, Sign of the Times, we all remember. Right. Um, but then he made a live concert movie and if you're interested in Prince go seek out the Sign of the Times concert movie it's one of the most amazing um demonstrations of all of his talents dance and and um conducting and and um, choreography and, okay. and um he plays a lot of instruments yeah. on stage and they recorded that in um I think it was the Netherlands So in, what what year are we so Sign of the Times in 1987 was 87 mm-hmm. so this is this is the golden age you're talking about This yeah this is in the sweet spot this yeah. is when he, he was still commercially um popular um in but still but also doing his own thing Right and then I think after Sign of the Times he really just branched out into like I said before just sort of like it became almost a, um, a, a, all the true fans went with, and then a lot of the, you know, other. A lot fans of people kept, just sort of fell off. Kind of fell off. Yeah. What? But was it? Was that when he changed his name to a symbol? He changed his name to a symbol, and that was in the early nineties, and that was that was because of uh, a, a disagreement reasons, right? with Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to own his own music, and he felt that Warner Brothers wasn't. Uh, promoting his records, uh, the way he wanted them to be promoting. Okay. And I think Warner Brothers was like, probably had their hands tied because they were like, well, he's making so much content that it's hard to package these things as right. albums. And, what do you pick? Yeah. What do you and, pick to promote? And, and, and here's a, a good, uh, here's a good, um, example, like R- Michael Jackson, like yeah. how many albums did he do after Thriller? Not that many, you know, mm-hmm. like we, you know, bad. Yep. And then what was the one with the animals and all that stuff? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he he did hold on to his, his content a lot tighter. A lot tighter. Yeah. 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 And that I think is like the, the difference yeah. between Michael Jackson and Prince is that Prince was like, I've seen the, the mountaintop with I've Purple I've seen Ring. pop stars. Yeah. I, I can see what pop stardom is like. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't care. I'm going to re, excuse me, I'm going to retreat back to Minneapolis. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. Right. And was it jazz? What the hell was he doing? Everything. He, he's, he's, his, 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 um, he spanned everything. He did an acid jazz album. He did, uh, you know, the, the which black, is instrumental. Uh, yeah, kind of instrumentally. Okay. And, and, you know, and then he, but he, he would do, um, you know, and then when he, when diamonds and pearls, uh, came out, or they called it, um, what did they call it? New Jack, or, um, it was kind of like the beginning of rap and hip hop together. He okay. did like some of that, um, in the early 90s, and then he did, um, then he went, he did some gospel-y type stuff. Okay. And then he, he went into the Jehovah thing and he started singing a lot of more about faith and spirituality. Right. And then, and then the best part, the part that makes me smile the most is that at the very end, he was with a band called Third Eye Girl, which were, uh, three, um, uh, three female musicians. I think they're from 
the UK. Okay. Um, I don't know much about them, but they were hard rockers. And so he had this very metal sound, like almost like a, like a, yeah, like a, like a Metallica sound almost. Yeah. If you look at some of his, his, um, so those are the albums from like the last five, 10 yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. He did one, one, uh, album. I think it was called Plectum Electrum and it was with Third Eye Girl and it was very, very metal. And he would take like, like let's go crazy and he would just break it down into like this deep, funky metal. And it, it was wow. just like, and throughout the entire, and then he did a lot of big band stuff. There's, it's, oh, really? we'd bring in a lot of, um, big brass sections. He did a great show at the Hollywood Bowl that I regret that I missed that it was, it was like just a huge horn section and, and, and there. I the, love it when they do that. Yeah. And then, oh, and also at the very end, he did just his last tour before he died was just him and his piano. So he did, um, several cities and he, in, um, I think Atlanta was the final stop and he just he, stripped down to just him yep, and his piano. Him and his piano. And then he, he, uh, on the way home, he, he had his medical emergency right. in uh, Illinois. And then a few days later he passed away. But, but so, but there, there was, and you know, and, and this is sort of, it's, I'm not being hyper, hyper, hyperbolic. Is that the word? Hyperbolic? Sure. Um, <laughs> there, there probably never was a musician with the kind of, uh, dexterity or. He seems to have an amazing range. Uh, of, yeah, of dance, uh, composition, um, writing, live I think performance. it's why, why they're, why, why he's compared to Bowie and how weird it was that Bowie died as well because Bowie also had that, that mm-hmm. time in the sun. Yep. That, that pop stardom and then was like, no, I'm going to keep writing, but I'm going to do it over here yeah. in England and who cares? Yeah. And yeah. And ultimately I think that's who you respect the most because they're not, they're not driven by money as much as they're driven by the need an artistic to quest. Yeah. 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 And Prince was definitely on that quest and he was really, really driven uh, to create art. And, and uh, have you read any of his biographies or anything? Are there a million? One. Nobody, nobody's written a biography. Well, he, he he was working on his on an, an autobiography, autobiography. Okay. before he died, and it never got completed. And there have there are some books out there, but with his limited, um, he didn't oh, speak access. to the press. Okay, uh, he didn't give interviews. He, he he the amount of interviews he's given, uh, he gave one to Rolling Stone in 85 and then he gave one to I think Rolling Stone again in 1990. He doesn't get he didn't. He didn't give a lot of interviews. And right. Later on, he went on, um, you know, he'd go on Tavis Smiley or Oprah or. Okay. Uh, I think he went on Ellen. Uh, oh. Arsenio Hall. So he's done a couple of different panel shows. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does have some appearances, but there wasn't a lot. He would never sit down and give the goods to a right. writer. So. Right. <laughs> when you wonder what, um, wh- why that was. I mean, did, was he just sick of talk? He's like, I don't want to talk about well, it. I just want to do it. Early on, he, he felt he got misquoted a lot or people would take him out of context. Ah. And so he, he would, um. So he, he didn't really want to. Didn't want to talk to the press. And so, and if you did talk to him, he would, ha- he would make sure that you don't have any, um, recording devices or notepads. So you had to just sit down and talk to him without any thing to write with. Huh. And there's this, there's a story about, um, a reporter who, who was interviewing him. And, 
and the reporter said, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. And he went and he would write notes on toilet paper and he'd put it in his pocket and then he'd come back and continue the interview. He'd be, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. And then he went to the, ba- to the bathroom like he 30 times. He get caught? No. And then, but, but he thinks he, but he thought that Prince kind of knew what he was up to. Yeah. He, he went to the bathroom like 30 times in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's really, uh, coming from Minnesota, it's really a, a real, um, it, it feels like a real personal loss and, and it was really good to talk about it today. So yeah, thanks. yeah. What are your favorite, um, I don't know. What would you, is there, are there songs in the last couple albums that were, that, that, that were particularly, well, I really, I really enjoyed the work that he did with, um, with the third eye girl. Okay. The metal stuff. And if you go on to YouTube and he got a, the Ike Billboard Icon Award. Okay. And he did, um, like a kind of like a mashup and that's on YouTube now. That's really worth checking out. Um, um, well, yeah, I just, I was just thinking that, um, I don't, I haven't downloaded everything. Like I only have about no, four, I th- 14 of the 38 yeah, albums. Right. There's a lot of albums. <laughs> It said that when I when I printed the discography, it said forty three. Yeah, it said forty three albums. Yeah. and so I was like, I don't know what those other right. five albums are. Right, but um, what well, I should mention too that that it was he was you know certainly prolific with his own material, but he also um contributed to the success of other artists too that a lot of people don't know about, like like you know Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Nothing compares to you. That's a Prince song. Okay. And the Bangles, uh, Manic Monday, that's a Prince song. So he wrote those songs for them? Mm-hmm. Sometimes he would write them for uh an artist. Yeah. Like Shaka Khan, uh he would write songs for Okay. And um I Feel for You, that big Shaka Khan hit from Oh the, wow. Yeah, that was him. Well the, yeah, well that that's right. That vaguely sounds familiar is that he wrote other people's hits. Yeah. That he, he wrote other songs that other people covered that he didn't do. Yeah. That became number one. Yeah. Or a lot of times, Billboard like I think stuff. nothing compares to you. I think he did that on a, a side project, but it didn't, it wasn't a hit, but then he wanted Sinead O'Connor to do it. And okay. So she made it a, a hit. And then it, then it hit. And Sheena Easton. Um, wow. And, um, you know his his tree, his family tree of of, of artists, uh, artists that know artists that know artists. Yeah, I mean, and that's how I think that's how every job works. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a plumber. Yeah, you're like if you need an extra plumber, you know a guy, and and if that guy can't do it, <laughs> that guy knows a guy. Right. So yeah, and you're like, well, I trust that guy. Yeah, and that guy trusts you. So now yeah, let's yeah. see what you got to offer. Yeah, and you know, and he he really had a a a, a real um impact in helping other artists. Yeah. Nice sense of family. And I think that comes from him staying in Minnesota as well. Right. I think so. Yeah. So did he ever reconcile with his folks or, um, I, I don't remember. His dad (laughs) died. I think, you know, I, I don't really know. I mean, he's got a sister that he's very, he was very close with. Well, that's neat. And I don't know how, what his relationship with his parents, you know, obviously his dad and him had a strained relationship. His dad was a, a jazz musician and worked at a factory. Okay. In uh, Minnesota in the fifties. Yeah. And, um, his mom was a social worker. Okay. And she, but they were a musical family. Yeah. But, um, I don't know how long they, uh, 
lived. And how that, how that resolved. Yeah. Well, I think that there's hours. There's hours available to talk about Brent's. Yeah. And, and definitely different angles. I like this angle of the artistic, you know, creativity part that we've, that we've, that we've gone on to. Yeah. Because, you know, different, like Jimmy Pardo, we went through the albums and, uh, and really? so, and there's, and there's different, and those are all great too, cause I yeah. don't know anything about anything. So yeah, let's, uh, let's start somewhere. And I love that this was a journey. So thanks so much for doing the show. Yeah. I'm glad to come on and talk about it. So. All right. People go at Tim Harmston and timharmston.com. And he's a great comic and you should find him, uh, doing the talking out of his joke hole. Uh, <laughs> you know the rules, everybody. Rangers, take care of each other out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?